Welcome to the Gems of Life podcast hosted by your local grassroots organization, Girls Empowerment Movement. I'm your host, Yasmin, the Programs and Initiative Co-Director of GEM. And today we have uh, a lovely series for you today for the March podcast, in which today's podcast episode is about the coordinators. So we have a wonderful team of high school coordinators here at GEM. Some of them have been here for years and some others have been here only for this year but all of them bring unique experiences to GEM. And today we get to hear about their exciting journeys and learn a little bit more about why they joined GEM and how high school in their lifetime and their life affects gender equity. So my first question is, can you please state your name and team? So hi everybody, my name's Ashby. This is my fourth year with GEMS and I'm part of the multimedia and communications team. Um, hi everyone, my name is Myra. Uh, this is my first year with GEM and I'm in the programs and initiatives team. Hi everyone, this is Ramnik. I'm on the multimedia and communications team and I've been with GEM for three years. Wonderful. So we have a great mix of folks here today. Um, and so I'm going to jump right into our first question and ask, why did you want to join GEM? So I can give a quick little background. So GEM has been around for a number of years since 2013. um, And high school coordinators have sort of been here from the beginning. And so I'd be really interested to hear how Ashvi, Myra and Ramnik have been able to um, hear about GEM and why they wanted to join it. So whoever wants to go first, feel free. I can go first. So um, basically, I wanted to join GEM because a friend of mine called Yumna, uh, she asked me to join with her. Uh, This was in last year's summer because I asked her if if she knows any like volunteer opportunities or any place that we could both volunteer at. So we decided to go for that and we both got in. Um, And I was also interested to work here uh, as a as a part of the t- as a part of the team because it's rare to see youth collaborating like on final products kind of on for like big organizations, um, especially if they're youth. So yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you, and it's wonderful to have you, Myra. Um, who wants to go next? I could go next. Um, so I joined when I was the beginning of high school, so grade nine. Um, it was really interesting for me. I was looking for different volunteer um, opportunities, and I came across your listing on Volunteer NBC. And it was really interesting because I didn't know a lot about the organization yet, but after doing some research, I saw some of the work that you guys did, um, like the different events that were hosted. So I was really, really interested and it was quite scary walking in because I saw so many different adults and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like so young and it, it felt so weird going in, but it was such a warming experience just meeting so many different people and um, getting to meet the team and grow with the team. So. I was super excited about that. And now I'm here four years into the organization. So yeah, it's a super exciting experience. I remember when you first joined Ashby, I think I was your 
director during that time under a different role. Uh, so I trans- we transitioned to different teams, but um, yes, it's been a long time. Um, and Ramik, how did you um, come to learn of GEMS and why did you want to join? So I actually heard of um, GEM through Volunteer NBC as well. Um, I started out by attending one of the events, actually. I attended the first Woman in Motion, and I found that that was a really fun event. Like, I remember there was a Zumba session and a guest speaker, which was definitely cool. And yeah, I have to agree with Ashvi. At first, walking into the event, I was feeling a little bit nervous because I didn't bring a friend or anyone I knew with me. But um, I really enjoyed the environment and supportive nature of the GEM team. So I realized I wanted to join the team after that. And I also realized that my passions sort of aligned with GEMS in that I wanted to find a way to contribute to the community, especially helping empower young women. I think it's super important. Um, So yeah, I joined the team. Oh, that's wonderful. And I... And I love that you both saw from Volunteer NBC and then Myra also saw um, through a friend who, Yomna, who's also a part of our team. Um, so that shows the far reach that even Volunteer NBC has as a sort of grassroots and nonprofit organization in the Peel region. So that's really nice to hear. And don't fret at all. Um, when I joined GEMS, even though I joined as a director, I only knew one person who was on the team, who was Nikita. So I had that shared experience of kind of being nervous um, and trying to figure things out along the way. Wonderful. So my next question for you folks is, what is unique about the work that you do in your team? So I know that you're all from different teams um, and you have different roles and responsibilities. So whoever wants to jump in and tell us about what is unique about the work that you do in your team? For me, um, uh, I would say it is um, working on the newsletters because we do that every month. And so whenever we work on them, it's quite like a change of topic because each month we choose different topics as well. So it's very interesting for me to learn about different topics that I never knew about. Um, there was once that we did uh, for Valentine's uh, Day, it was for February, and I didn't know that it had like such dark history around it as well, so that was pretty interesting. Nice. Um, Rumi, do you want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. So I'm on the multimedia and communications team, and I find the work unique in the sense that I can choose what I want to post each week, and there's a lot of freedom in what I get to spotlight, whether it be like through the content I create or what issues I focus on. Um, It's entirely like our choice with our weekly content, so I appreciate that opportunity for creativity. Um, I also find it interesting to research different women every week because that's the prompt I do with Throwback Thursday to spotlight historical achievements of women and just looking back on history and how certain women overcame barriers and challenges. It's really inspirational. And I love looking out for those every single week. So great job. Um, And Ashri, how about you? Yeah, so part of multimedia and communications, as Ramik said, we have a lot of creative freedom. Um, We get to like make our own posts. And also around event season, we start making promotional material. And it's so much fun because I learn a lot about the event before it even happens. And it's just very, very interesting. And just developing the color palettes. It's uh, really interesting because I combine social justice and my passion for graphic design. Um, all to make these wonderful pieces with an amazing team. So 
it's really, really exciting. And when the event comes around, just seeing our posters and our posts all come together, it's really, really nice to see. I agree 100%. I love seeing the transition of um, Gem social media pages. Um, I used to help with marketing uh, way back like four years ago and 100% y'all are doing way better than I could ever do. Um, and it looks really, really wonderful and cohesive. And just like Myra said, the monthly newsletter is something that I help with and look forward to. I had no idea about the sort of dark background of Valentine's Day. So I think it's really nice to be able to do different work um, within this larger structure of GEM. That's really, really nice. Um, so the next question I have for you folks is, can you tell me about a highlight so far? So I know some of you have been here for as long as I've been here almost. Um, and then some of you are very new. Um, feel free to tell me about any highlight that you've had so far on the GEM team. Um, I can start. So since I'm new, I only have like a certain amount I can talk about, but um, I would say it was like the holiday social meet we had uh, in December. It was really fun because we weren't really necessarily talking about like work. It was just us socializing and like playing games. So um, I think it was like a really like bonding time for the team. And I really liked that. I agree 100% with you, Myra. Um, I think Ashley and Ramnik can also um, attest to this, that we really miss the in-persons that we used to have in the previous years. Um, obviously, with the COVID-19 pandemic, we can't really meet up in person, but um, we try to make do. So uh, yes, I love the social that we have being able to connect with all of you folks. But hopefully, as things start to get back to normal, um, we might be able to do our, our monthly meetups um, with everyone, hopefully one day again. So thank you. Um, how about Ashvi and Ramnik? Um, whoever wants to go first, tell me about a highlight. Uh, for me, I would say one of the first highlights was for our Level Up with Tech event, I got to run a part of the workshop, which was the graphic design portion. It was so interesting because the first time coming into GEMS, like 14, I was very, very like nervous, um, introverted. I was just like public speaking wasn't really my thing. And it was like really hard for me to just get up in front of people and just talk about certain things. So just to have, see that growth, like even in two years um, and getting to like run a small workshop with about 10, 15 people talking about graphic design, using different softwares. It was a really, really nice um, experience and seeing like other people who are really interested with graphic design as well. Um, it felt really, really uh, good. And I felt confident going up there and talking and seeing a lot of smiling faces. So it was a really like, heartwarming experience. And yeah, overall, just that growth was really, really amazing to see. Wonderful. I remember that event as well. You were in a separate room running um, and you had your entire slides and everything ready. I remember that. So wonderful, wonderful job. And definitely, uh, it's really exciting to see coordinators take a lead on things, um, particularly things that you're passionate about. And so Kudos to you, wonderful. How about you, Ramnik? Um, so one of the highlights, of course, has to be the in-person meetings, like you mentioned. Um, I really miss those, or even like the in-person social we had last year. I think it was at your house. 
Yeah, um, yeah, that was really fun. But um, one of the highlights from working on the GEM team has been working on the Rising Youth Grant this summer because that was something I'd never done before. And honestly, I didn't even know, like, I didn't even take into consideration like how nonprofit or grassroots organizations get funding. So seeing that behind the scenes, like grant process, that was really cool. And now having had that experience, I think I'm much more confident in. So yeah, I'd never considered um, how nonprofit grassroots organizations got their funding before. So seeing the behind the scenes process of grant writing was really cool. And now having had that experience, I'd say I'm much more confident in my ability to apply for grants if ever in the future I'd want to start something. And I'd also say that overall, it was a fun project to work on over the summer in terms of our promotional video and the social media materials that we created. 100%. And just like you, I had no idea about the back end of writing grants and things like that. So I think there's a lot of tangible skills that you get from uh, volunteering with GEMS. Um, I know a lot of us now um, have that experience that we can apply in probably jobs and other volunteer formats, or like Ramnik said, if you wanted to start an initiative on your own, um, you know exactly sort of what funders to go to, as well as how to write these sort of applications. So really great to hear. Thank you all for sharing. Um, so my next question is, how do you think gender equity can be pushed further in high school settings? So I know that um, you're all in different sort of grades, um, but also I know for Ashby and Ramnik, you've been here for a little bit longer, so you can see different um, grades, how it sort of works. But if you could just tell me broadly, um, how do you think gender equity can be pushed further in high school settings? Um, so I'm in grade 11. And from what I've noticed, I feel like there's one thing that is like lacking currently in gender, uh, gender equity. Um, and that is like dress codes and how the schools deal with that. So, I mean, I think personally, uh, they're much more lenient towards boys, for example, if they wear their jeans very low and you can see, you know, their underwear basically. Um, but if girls wear like more tighter clothes or more revealing clothes, they will call them. I've heard this myself, the staff called the girls like you're distracting the boys, um, which I think is like very weird, a very weird thing to say because if you're gonna say that to the girls then say that to the boys as well because they're also like not following the dress codes there. So yeah, I really feel about this one because um, personally me, I was wearing uh, a shirt. I think they were, uh, they thought I was wearing like a bad word on it or something, but it was just like a normal word. Like, you know, the graphic tees with like normal words on them. But yeah, they were super like vigilant about that and yeah, I, I just personally think they should be more um, equitable is um, the right word, I believe, uh, towards both guys and girls in schools. And they should have like the same uh, or similar, at least, responses uh, to the way people dress in schools. You bring up a really good point, Myra, that um, a lot of people are doing advocacy around, um, you know, gender equity in high schools and dress codes. Um, because obviously folks go to school to learn. And so being concerned with people's outfits um, distracts them from their education. And so people need to be able to uh, go to school and what they feel expresses. And a lot of that, those dress codes are targeted 
um, towards how women dress or gender non-conforming people and so rather than how boys dress. So definitely um, I can see I can see that. And I think that high school high schoolers are doing a lot of great advocacy around that, but pushing back and talking about how they're there to learn and being concerned with their outfits sort of pushes away from that. So really, really great um, point around that. And I, and I wonder um, how things will be as we transition back to in-person schooling. I know it's kind of on and off right now, um, but how that sort of manifests, but great point. Does anyone else wanna go? Um, personally, I think one of the biggest problems surrounding gender equity in high school is the curriculum being taught. Um, since a lot of our learning surrounds the achievements or works of like white men in history, and that seems unfair to a lot of communities, especially women or gender diverse um, people of color from that time. Um, and recently I found out that it's not even written into our curriculum, it's just what ends up being taught. And I think that just changing what's being taught and recognizing minority perspectives and achievements from history would be beneficial for high school students, just to have a better sense of what exactly exactly has happened in the past and being mindful of those inequities that have occurred and how to move forward from them. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. Um, a lot of people don't learn about um, how gender diverse people, women, uh, people of different cultural backgrounds or religious backgrounds have contributed to society, even though their contributions are immeasurable. Um, so I completely agree with you that, you know, our curriculum needs to reflect that. Um, and I, th I also think that um, we can do some more advocacy around that as a GEM team, perhaps um, looking at how we can change that in the Peel region, because we come from a very, very culturally diverse region. And so we can definitely look at how we can change that. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, Ashvi. Yeah, so personally, like Remnik said, definitely the curriculum um, for women in STEAM, like I firsthand experienced um, certain courses, like a tech course, it was a technological design course, and there were only two women in the entire course out of a 32, a class of 32, there were only two women. So myself included and another girl that I didn't know. And just seeing like the different activities, um, just like our voices not being heard essentially uh, for different like group tasks or when we did like come up with an idea or different designs, it was just looked at very like differently. Um, and certain people were like heard more than others and teachers encouraged that or there would be like demeaning language used and just make us feel like our ideas or our thought process was invalid. So I feel like that alone um, and the way that course is being taught is it's not being promoted to everybody essentially. It's just known for a certain group um, just always being in those tech courses. So I guess teachers just encouraging or allowing other like more women to be part of these tech courses and firsthand experience them. Um, the positive thing was though, we did have a lot of field trips that did take us to different places like Microsoft where we got to see firsthand how um, certain ideas that women came up with and how they're becoming a reality. So a lot of positive things in those type of field trips have like empowered a lot of girls in our school to take on different tech courses and be involved in STEAM. So I think just in a school level, um, promoting or encouraging women to take part in these courses and not fear it um, 
would be something I'd definitely like to see. Thank you, Ashwi. That's a great point talking about how uh, science, technology, um, engineering, and math courses are generally dominated by men um, and trying to encourage um, gender diverse people as well as women to um, be in these fields, but, but also not be um, you know, excluded or their voices not um, be heard. So we want, we want these spaces to be you know, places of encouragement and empowerment. So definitely I 100% agree with you. And I think that some of the topics that you three have all brought up are things that um, Jem has engaged with in some sort of way. So at least with Ashby talking about women in science, technology, engineering, and math, we've had um, you know, the honor of having folks from these sort of uh, career paths. Some of our career days have included them to sort of discuss their experience, their journey, not only saying how they got to that point in, in the sense of, you know, education or other experiences, but also what it's like to be um, a minority, both a gender minority, but also, you know, cultural or religious minority in these groups. And so hopefully we'll be able to continue to push forward on these paths um, so that, you know, dress codes or curriculum, um, as well as uh, these sort of pathways to education are all inclusive. And I do have a follow-up question for you folks. Um, going off the same thing, I know that a lot of you are at some point or currently doing remote e-learning. Um, do you feel that um, things outside of your curriculum were gender equity or uh, women's empowerment, other activities, um, have they been able to continue or sort of flourish during this time um, or have they been put on the back burner? I'm an undergraduate, so I'm not exactly sure how things work in high school right now. So I'd love to hear um, how your extracurriculars have been occurring as well as like advocacy and whatnot. For me, I'm in grade 11 and I started e-learning since like halfway through grade 10. Um, I, I would say from the, in the beginning at the very least, it was just studies uh, and a lot of it. And I've personally like, they have condensed this curriculum into two months um, and it's very fast paced. So it's hard to like even think about extracurriculars in school. But from what I know, it's kind of like a secondary thing for even schools right now. Um, they have a few like um, food shelter services and like charity services going on um, and donation things. Uh, but it's not like, um, what's the word? It's not advocacy or like youth led or um, that kind of a thing. It's much less than that. Um, because they're heavily focused on the curriculum right now. So, yeah. Thank you, Myra. Um, does anyone else have some insights to share? Um, for our school, uh, the way it has been is, I think most appeal to like the whole cohort system. So cohort A, B, and C. Um, so far, I think in the beginning, they did try to do some like um, advocacy related events and try to have like, different clubs going on, but the way it worked was, um, since we can't meet up after school, it would always like be online and it might've not been reached out to everybody. So I would say like not as accessible. And in the other senses, um, the way it's being communicated, like we had a food drive and 
certain cohorts would bring in things. Um, it's hard for the cohort that's just on online because they don't really have that interaction and they can't really meet up with these people and discuss what's happening. So like Myra said, it's definitely been very like education focused. And then even when they do have opportunities to um, meet online and advocacy related events, um, it's not accessible to everyone because they might not always hear it through social media and it's not emailed out to us. It's usually through Instagram or like some social media. Not everyone might have access to that. So yeah, just not accessible, but I can see that they're trying to make it more um, accessible. Thank you, Ashri. Um, Ramonique, do you have anything to add? So I was just gonna say, um, for us, it's been the same. Um, definitely a lot more focus on the curriculum and getting through that. But even for the clubs that are going on, it's a lot more student based over social media. So I know the incoming grade nines have a lot of difficulty sort of navigating those social media accounts and trying to join the extracurriculars. Um, in terms of advocacy, we still had our Black History Month events and I think we will have an Asian Heritage Month event, but um, they're online. So it's not necessarily the same, but they're still putting an effort towards that. That's good to hear. Um, I think definitely everyone's sort of struggling with how to merge the responsibilities of academics with extracurriculars, particularly those for you know equity seeking groups. Um, so it's nice to hear that there is some um, efforts being put towards that and I'd love to see more. So my final question for today is why do you think it's important to be engaged in the community at your age? Um, all of you are um, in your teens um, and you've been volunteering and engaged in your community quite early. And I'd love to hear, you know, why do you think it's that important? Because not everyone is doing this. So I commend you for being able to manage all of your personal responsibilities, your academic responsibilities, as well as uh, volunteering. And some of you volunteering at more than one um, institution or organization. So uh, yeah, just let me know. Why do you think it's important to be engaged in the community at your age? For me, I would say it's um, because it gives like a sense of belonging uh, to a community and it makes me like want to work harder uh, and makes me feel like my contributions matter. So that's why like I like gym. <laughs> um, and besides that, I feel like whatever we learn um, at whatever organization it might be, uh, we can use it and apply it to our other like, jobs, maybe in the future um, and stuff. But what I, want, what I also want to bring up is like mental health um, with school right now. It's kind of, uh, again, as you said, like how to manage your academic life with your um, volunteer work or extracurricular work or with like gem here. But I would say it, it's still like a nice, you know, a nice blend because when you're working, you might not be as engaged with the people around you and it's just work and education. But at GEM, it's like more human communication, which is, you know, difficult these days. Um, and it's much more fun and it brings like a nice balance in my life at the very least. That's great to hear, Myra. Thank you. Um, Ashri or Monique? 
For me personally, it's opened up a lot of uh, doors to other opportunities um, relating to volunteer experience. Um, it's also just a good feeling volunteering and learning a lot. I know through all the events we've hosted over the past four years, I definitely feel more educated about certain topics and comfortable speaking about it. And just recently, like the gemship we've started doing, um, it's really taught me a lot of life skills and just hearing from like fellow gem mates and just learning a lot about topics I wouldn't necessarily take the time out of my day to research. Um, aside from that, like I said, the opportunities I've received um, just by talking about what I do here with gems, it's insane. I've learned a lot and I've been able to secure co-op positions and work with them and learn these different skills that I don't think I'd be able to pick up in another organization. And like bringing this up again, but this growth over time. So over the four years, like I can see how I've grown with GEMS and how that's helped me receive different opportunities I would never have received in another organization or just volunteering in general. Um, so yeah, like public speaking for me was a big thing. And I know I've gotten a lot of opportunities through GEMS just to have like public speaking opportunities and talking to different people, meeting different people. So all these skills that I'm really proud of, of being a part of Jess. Wonderful, thanks Ashri. And Ramnik, how about you? Why do you think it's important to be engaged in the community at your age? Um, so I think as a teenager, it's important to be engaged in the community to connect with other youth and discuss ongoing issues. Um, especially during a pandemic. I think GEMS has given me the opportunity to still stay engaged with others um, that aren't necessarily from the same school or in the same friend circle as me. And it was a great way to also explore my interests and develop skills that can be beneficial when joining the professional workplace in the future, because I don't think school provides us with the same skills that volunteering can. Um, so personally, volunteering has helped me identify strengths and passions while also giving me an opportunity to contribute to my community. Wonderful. Um, I am so, so pleased to hear that you are all having a great experience here at GEM. Um, and I am so in awe of all of the talents that you folks bring, particularly um, being engaged in the community at your age was not something um, that I did or a lot of the people that I knew did. So it's, uh, I commend you all for doing this and being leaps and bounds and uh, ahead in thought as well. Um, being engaged in advocacy and advocating for those who are most mar marginalized. So I commend you all for that. And I am honored to work alongside you all for our shared goal. Um, this uh, leads to the end of our podcast for today. Um, this is our March podcast focusing on our coordinators here at Peel Gems. Thank you to our listeners for joining us on today's episode of Gems of Life. Don't forget to check out our socials at Peel Gems on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and our website, www.peelgems.com. Gems of Life is recorded and hosted in the Peel region, which operates on the traditional lands of the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples. Till next time, keep shining.